It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Well, it's official. Kirsten Cinema is not a Democrat. Although that's been apparent to many of us for a while now, she made it official Friday morning, announcing that she's left the party and is now registered as an independent. Cinema has reportedly declined to say whether she'd continue to caucus with the Democrats, but she did note that she expects to keep her current committee assignments. That's a signal that she doesn't plan to disrupt the Senate composition since Majority Leader Chuck Schumer controls the committees for the Democrats. I say the 2024 primary begins now. Bring it on, Ruben Gallego, please. Brittany Griner is back on U.S. soil. The WNBA star was flown to San Antonio after being released from Russian detention. After reuniting with her family at Kelly Field early Friday morning, she heads to Brooke Army Medical Center on Fort Sam Houston for a checkup. Griner was released on Thursday in exchange for Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. Griner was arrested in February in Russia for having vape cartridges with cannabis oil in her luggage at the Moscow airport. She was sentenced to more than nine years and had recently been moved to a Russian penal colony. Boot, nicknamed the Merchant of Death, is a former Soviet military officer who had served about half of his 25-year sentence in the U.S. for charges including conspiracy to kill Americans and providing material support to a terrorist organization. The U.S. had hoped to bring home Paul Whelan, another U.S. citizen the State Department says has been wrongfully detained in Russia, but Moscow refused to include him in the deal. Of course, lots of criticisms coming from the right and especially the Trump family, including the orange one and his eldest spawn, who said that she hates America. Let me remind you that Paul Whelan was taken prisoner by the Russians during Trump's reign of terror and efforts by the family to get him to do anything, even tweet about it, were ignored, just stating fact. The House on Thursday passed the Respect for Marriage Act, sending the bill to President Biden to sign into law. It codifies protections for same-sex and interracial marriages, kind of. It doesn't require all states to allow same-sex marriage, even though that is the current reality under the 2015 Obergefell versus Hodges decision. But if the Supreme Court does overturn Obergefell and previous state prohibitions on same-sex marriage came back into effect, the Respect for Marriage Act would require states and the federal government to respect marriages that were conducted in places where it's legal. That means a same-sex married couple in a red state would have to leave, go to a friendly state, get remarried, and then return to the place where they live under bigoted rule. The bill passed in the House with a vote of 258 to 169 to 1. 39 Republicans joined all the Democrats, and one Republican voted present because courage. Yeah. It passed in the Senate, 61 to 36, with 12 Republicans joining all the Democrats to support it. The measure does repeal the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which recognized marriage as, quote, a legal union between one man and one woman. In Texas, a judge dismissed the first and only attempt by anyone to sue a health care provider for violating the state's citizen-enforced abortion ban, which outlaws aiding or abetting an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. The judge said he wouldn't consider the lawsuit because the person who filed it had no connection to the alleged crime. 
even though the law specifically encourages that kind of behavior. The law remains in effect, but reproductive right advocates are hopeful that a new precedent has been set. While the former guy's legal attempt to have an outside special master review the documents, including the classified ones that the FBI seized in a search of Mar-a-Lago, ended on Thursday when Trump uncharacteristically didn't appeal the decision dismissing the suit. The 11th U.S. Court of Appeals last week shut it down but gave Trump until Thursday to appeal. The end of this lawsuit clears the way for the Justice Department to obtain the rest of the documents collected in the search. It's about time. A quick Florida story. A Florida Republican who sponsored the state's Don't Say Gay Bill resigned a day after he was indicted on charges of defrauding the government of coronavirus relief funds. State Representative Joe Harding was charged with illegally obtaining or trying to obtain more than $150,000 in pandemic loans meant to go to small businesses during the pandemic. So I guess now we say fraud while we say gay. And finally, Representative-elect Maxwell Alejandro Frost of Florida, he's the first Gen Z member of Congress elected, he said his application to rent an apartment in Washington was rejected due to a bad credit score. He explained, quote, I have bad credit because I ran up a lot of debt running for Congress for a year and a half. Didn't make enough money from Uber itself to pay for my living. Welcome to the real world, young man. Now go change things. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is fully listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on those donate buttons.